We all have baggage. This is my suitcase here. So when I first started traveling, this was my bag. Okay, 10 years, about a thousand nights away. So it's, it's been around the world, around the country, around the block. I know it's my bag. Funny story about this. When I f- first started, my wife said, hey, we'll get you a suitcase. First flight I went on, I forgot what it looked like. Think about it. Go to a big airport. Everyone's got the big black Kmart or the warehouse supermarket. True story, right? So sometimes you've got to identify what's your suitcase. Now, I have a carabiner on there. I actually had to ring my wife that first morning and say to her, can you remember what my suitcase looks like? I'm standing at a carousel, there's three flights have come in, and I don't know what it looks like. She goes, well, it's black. I said, yeah, they're all black. All, every, you know, this is New Zealand, we're conservative here. We don't have pink and purples and greens and blue suitcases. We literally have all black. So I stood there looking a little disorganised, waiting for the last bag to be left before I could go on my travels. So sometimes we've got to know what we've got, okay? Leroy, could you put the next... Actually, before you do that, we're going to come back to this verse a number of times. So if, if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. So hold on to that promise, okay? Let's go to, let's go to the next slide. Oh, Wow. Anybody relate to those? That's baggage that we can carry. Some of it's pretty ugly, eh? I've put a couple of notes down for some of these. Shame. Things we've done, things we've said, opportunities we've missed. Belief that we're not worthy and never will be. Romans 3.23 says we've all fallen short of God. But... By grace, we're saved. Guilt. I can't see that God loves me. I'm a terrible person and God wouldn't waste his time with me. I've done things that God wouldn't forgive. It's who I am and I can't change it. I seem to do the same things over and over. That's just how it is. As some people would say in the secular world, that's the, the cards I've been dealt Okay, that's, that's me. I'm not going to change. Disappointment. I've given this to God, and I've given it to him so many times. I've told him. I've told him. Told him, told him, told him. He's not listening. I think he's actually tuned out for me. Disappointment is that that change did not come. Generational. I could do a message on generational for you. Not today. But generational was things that have been said before you were even born. These are traits in your family that can go back a very, there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And these generational things, as you get older, you discover that now things come out that people wouldn't talk about, didn't want to know. Could have been a combination of the guilt and the shame and a whole lot of other things. And they just literally, the generation says, put that under the carpet. We don't want to talk about that. That doesn't really matter. Fear. I don't want to change. (laughs) What happens if I change? Why should I change? And will people still accept me if I change? I think that I can manage this. I'm actually quite comfortable. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. 
Here's a big one in the church, pride. <laughs> I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, Leroy and Baz do amazing sound at church. I've done this for most of my life. Trained as a professional, worked as a professional. I tell you what, these guys are teaching me stuff. So pride. Get off your high horse. <laughs> that person's been at church five minutes and they're already on the welcoming committee. What's going on there? Well, the pastor didn't say hello to me this morning when I walked in. Guess what? You're not the only person in church. Guess what? Both our pastors have phones. Guess what? They're both on Facebook or Messenger. Get over your pride. Be a real person. Unfulfilled word of prophecy. God told me. God let me down. God, was it actually for the person beside me when you were talking? Did I mishear? That's a big piece of baggage we can carry. That can stop us in our tracks. That can change our direction straight away and, and we lose focus. Why? We get hung up on the wrong things. Big one, I'm going to talk about this. Words spoken to me or to you or over you. These have an impact that you may not understand, but I can assure you they have a detrimental impact on you. You know, when I, when I was growing up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Get real. Get real. Words are so powerful. I said earlier, and I'll, I'll share some of my story, but the impact that it had on me, I'm not going to let that ever go down a generation. Uh, when, when people say, oh, wow, you, you put your kids up on a pedestal. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm telling you what I see. Recently, I um, put a picture up on Facebook, and a friend of mine said, and I put on there, here's my gorgeous daughter. And someone came to me and said, you can't say that. It's inappropriate. Said, really? He said, you can't call your daughter gorgeous. <laughs> I said, well, what do you see? Because I'm telling you what I see. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not going to carry baggage and, and make her feel little. She is gorgeous. She saw that photo. They obviously got everything from mum. Um, I've got, the, I've got the face of radio, right? Never quite made it to TV. Now you know why. You got it. Unforgiveness. Wow. That person hurt me. They don't realise I have feelings. So I'm going to hold a grudge. Not just now. And I'm going to tell other people. I actually want to share that baggage with other people. I want to tell them how other people how bad they are, because they didn't they didn't understand my situation. We can't let that hold over us. Arrogance. I put in here comfortableness or complacency. Our arrogance can be, well, Jesus died on the cross. I gave my life to Him. What else? I've done the hard yards. Now I just let everyone else do stuff. I've, again, I've been here. That can be very much related arrogance to pride. Similar but different. It's our self-entitlement. 
And the last one is a really, really horrible one. It's abuse. It could be emotional, physical, financial, or sexual. Where our self-worth is nothing. God couldn't possibly love someone like me or you. We're the lowest of the low. Why would God bother? I've been beaten up, pushed around. I'm a nothing. Let's go to the next slide, Leroy. Let's see what the Bible says about baggage. We'll look at the message first. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He will carry your load. He will help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. And then, if you look at the next one, which is the one generally everybody likes to read, cast your cares or burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. We're going to come back to that. Okay, so, baggage. We've got to figure out what it is. We had a list, and you might have your own list, but we've got to figure out what it is. How do we do that? We've got to identify it. Doesn't always rear its ugly head, right? It can be buried mm, right down there. So I'm going to tell you a bit about my story. Some of you will know it already. So I was adopted at birth into a family that were only going to have one child. Christian family. Um, loving family. My dad gave up a career to become a minister. Um, something that didn't go down well in his family. He was very successful, was an engineer, then a, then a school teacher at a private school, and then he said, I'm going to go into the ministry, be a minister. I was a sick baby, and I was very disruptive. They call it ADHD, and I have ADHD. Back then, you were just either a naughty kid, or you had bad parenting. Okay? And my mum struggled with me. About seven years old, Things got a bit worse, and she started speaking words into my life that were pretty brutal, telling me that I wasn't her son, that I shouldn't be there, why was I there, and probably the hardest words that I still struggle a little bit with today is that you will not account or amount to anything. You will never be successful. That really impacted me, and I didn't know it, and it happened a lot of times. We fast forward to when I was 18, my grandparents died and the family secret came out that my mum also was adopted but didn't know. So for 45 years she'd lived with this thing, this baggage that she had carried that had been a family secret. She told me and then I parked it. Oh yeah, ask a typical 18 year old, what would you do when someone gives you that? Oh, yeah. So I parked it. (laughs) We'll come to what happened next. Can you go to the next slide for me, please? See that tree? Guess how it got there? It's either a bird or the wind. Someone didn't climb up there and put it in there. It just happened to be there. And what happened to it? It's parked. So it's growing. That's what's going to happen with our baggage. Okay? So our baggage, we think, oh, yeah, I don't need to deal with that. (laughs) 18-year-old me, yep, 
I'm good. Thanks, mum. My mum dealt with it. I let the seed grow. Tell you in a minute why. Why it's important to identify it. Imagine if you've got more than one of those seeds. All of a sudden you've got a plantation. Now what we don't always realise is that lots of things are connected. So once we're, when we're trying to identify things, we've got to actually figure out what could be the cause. You want to go to the next slide for me, please? Is it connected? Have you considered this? If you have a neck pain and you go to the doctor, one of the things they might ask you is, have you got back pain? What about hip pain? What about knee pain? You could have neck pain. It could be related to your toe. Everything's connected, but it's not always visible. So if you're struggling to get breakthrough in your life somewhere, may not be on that list we looked at earlier, but it will be possibly on there. So a lot of things are connected. They're just not visible. So we don't actually know what it relates to. If you're trying to get breakthrough in finance, it might actually be some baggage you're carrying. Something to think about. So these things are in our life, and that tree's starting to grow on that cliff. What's the human nature say? I can manage this. Not only can I park it, but I'm in control of it. I've put here, some of the times you might hear people when you know that they need to deal with something. I've had this my whole life. It's not a big deal. I'm on top of it, and it works around me. Most people wouldn't even notice. I'm pretty good at covering it up. I don't talk about it. What we do, we've got our suitcase here, and on my trusty padlock, I've got my baggage. So my way to self-manage it is put my lock on my suitcase. So I don't have to look at it. I don't have to deal with it. We can't self-manage it. Like that tree, all of a sudden, a bit of rain, and all of a sudden it starts growing. Do you know what happens to that tree when it starts growing? Anybody consider it? Actually puts cracks into the cliff. So it actually damages the structure of what's around it. They're not the easiest things to get down when they happen, right? (laughs) The other thing is that, and we discovered this on our travels, Uh, we were on a number of international flights, catching other international flights. And uh, I said to Michelle, by the way, I love planes. I could have put planes up on there. Uh, All my kids love planes and flight radars, so they'll be watching if someone's flying somewhere. They'll want to know where everyone is going, and we'll be tracking it. I don't know if anyone else has that, but put the app on your phone. It's amazing. We landed in the airport, we landed in Frankfurt, and we were having to catch another flight to Hong Kong. So I said, hey, look over there, 747s. I love those planes. She was like, nope, no time for that. So we had to grab our bags. Fortunately, not our check luggage, but we grabbed our bags, and we had to run around the terminal. Now, there's three terminals in Frankfurt, <laughs> three and a half kilometres apart. I kept going, I want to get a photo of that plane. I want to get a photo of that. It's the ADHD, right? Give me one job, go to one job. Throw disruption, not so easy, right? Ironically, we get to the gate, and we're actually our gate is next to the 747. 
<laughs> so there was no need. But we had to rush, and carrying a suitcase or a bag was actually uncomfortable. Do you really want to be carting this around with you? Can you really self-manage that? Now, yours might be a backpack. I think mine in my early days was a trailer, to be fair. Look at a lot of things that I had. Okay? But these aren't easy. And, the, and believe it or not, those words that we had are actually quite heavy. They're a burden. <laughs> so, it's, again, it's not just, oh, I've got disappointment, I've got this. When we're talking about baggage and a burden, it's heavy. Why? Because we can't self-manage it. So we need to remember that's why we need to do something with it. Okay? It actually, um, if you carry a backpack, we did this on Europe, had my hand always on it, worried about a pickpocket. So again, you're always carrying something. It's, it's not natural for you to go to bed with a suitcase. It's not normal for you to have a shower with a suitcase. Therefore, God doesn't intend you to have a suitcase full of baggage. The reason I'm using this is to show you this is how big things can be. Oh, it was a long time ago. Okay? So back to my story. 18 years old. I parked it. That tree started to grow. I met that amazing woman you saw on slide one. Changed my life. We're getting engaged. I ring my mum and dad. Hey, guess what? Oh, yeah, we heard. We heard everyone talking about it on the radio. What? Oh, yeah, we're coming down to visit. We're getting married next year. My mum says, that's wonderful. By the way, (laughs) you've got some baggage, and that was the word she used. You've got some baggage that you're carting around. There's some issues from early in your life that we talked about, but you didn't deal with. Ouch. So here I am, all excited, bringing this gorgeous woman down, and I'm going to have to say, by the way, I've got a suitcase here. And inside the suitcase is the real me. This is the stuff that I don't like, the stuff that you may not even want me after you hear about this, because this shows the baggage that I've been carrying that I haven't dealt with. That baggage comes out at some point in our lives. Fortunately, Michelle said, So we get down there, and if you bring up the next slide for me, please, Leroy. (laughs) I sat down with my mum, and I surrendered it. So step one, you need to identify your baggage. Step number two, you don't need to talk about your baggage. You need to release your baggage, or you need to surrender your baggage. We can talk all we want. God doesn't mind if we talk to him. He wants us to do something about it. Talking is action. See this up here? Cast. What happens when you cast a fishing rod? Do you just sit on the wharf and hope the fish jumps up? When you have a net, what do you do? Do you just drop it off the edge? The goal is actually to throw it as far as you can. Well, in my case, the fishing rod is. Throw it as far away as I can. Why? So the fish can't see me going like this or my kids. My youngest daughter used to go fishing with me. She'd say, here, fishy, fishy and whack the rod on the water. I'm saying, the fish are gone now, Charlotte. Fish are long gone. Oh, but they're going to come to my rod. No, they're not. So cast it to him. If you're still carrying baggage, consider this. Did you actually give it to him? (laughs) 
oh, but God, if we go back to that baggage, oh, disappointment, but God didn't fix it. Again, did you tell him or did you ask him? We can have lots of conversations with God, but until we're prepared to give it up, he can't do anything. We're not releasing it. The greatest freedom I had on that day, 28 years ago, was the fact that I released it. The absolute miracle was that to this day, my wife knows that that was baggage I was carrying, and she still encourages me that I've got past it. Whether she's in the house or not, God has set her in my life to remind me of what I am now. What I am now and what I can be. If you're carrying baggage, you've got to release it. If you're not getting breakthrough, I would say go back to God and ask him. It's not God didn't hear, hear what I said. It was what did you say to him? Did you actually just tell him? God doesn't like to be told things. Oh, but God hasn't told me about it. Did you ask him? Now, that's not an advertorial, but I tell you what, go to a freedom prayer. You're sitting in a room with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can ask anything. Absolutely anything at all. Everything is up for grabs. I'll tell you what, you're not going to be judged for it. You're in a safe space. You have an ability to ask a question and get an answer and get breakthrough. My pastor in Dunedin, when he got saved, he was a teenager. And he said for the first 18 months, every time there was an altar call, he was up. And at one point, the elders got quite concerned. He said, hey, what's going on here? Every, every service, you're up the front. Is it not working? He said, no, no, it's working. Man, you must have a lot of stuff that you've got to sort out. No, no, no. Still went up to the front. They kept saying to him, what's going on? And he said, I, I, I want to be effective. I want to give you everything up. I'm not waiting for God to tell me. <laughs> I'm finding stuff in my life that I want to be free of. <laughs> I want freedom. Don't wait for God to come and present stuff to you. He might, but don't expect everything to come to you. God wants us to come to him. Why? Because he cares for you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. In all honesty, if I wanted to communicate with my kids and wait for them to sometimes get hold of me by messenger, good luck, right? The fact that three of them are three hours behind is irrelevant. I have to ring them just before I go to bed, all right? But it's a two-way street. Lots of messages this morning. Dad, the rugby's awful. Dad, the ref's awful. Dad, don't like the South Africans. I didn't want to reply and say, well, actually, half of our church is South Africans, but that's okay. That's all right. Praise God. And for anyone that's got baggage about the rugby game, Cast it away right now, all right? We'll sort it out in four years. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. <laughs> now, have a look at this here. There might be some pain. So I'm going to be real here. I, I've, as I've given things up, I've felt awful. That safety blanket is gone, and I've actually, in some cases, gone into a worse situation than I thought I was. But never forget, never, ever forget, in that pain that you're feeling, the Father's actually got you in his arms, and Jesus is holding your hand the whole way. So whatever pain you're feeling, most of it actually went to the cross. So there will be some pain, I'll be real about that. 
me. It took me a while to figure out even who I am. But the good news is I know who I am now. And all those words that were spoken over me have been proven to be so incorrect. <laughs> I am successful. I am confident. I can talk to people. I make a difference in this world. I am a good father. What I say has meaning. Those things weren't spoken to me when I was seven years old. But it took me until I sat down in the room that day with my mum. My mum had given it up when, she, when I was 18. I've got to say, she's an, she was an incredible uh, woman of God. 45 years she lived with that bird and didn't know it. Yeah. Life's not fair. But give it to God. He makes it fairer. <laughs> All right, can you bring up the next uh, verse for me, Leroy? Please. Oh, but I don't think God can help me. No, my situation's unique. Oh, was there anyone in the Bible that had problems? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I was to start in Genesis, I'd still be going right to the very end of the Bible. Everybody had baggage. Some held on to it for longer than others. Baggage is a way of life. But there are promises that he gives us. If in doubt, go back to the word. Look and see where other people have been. They got through it. Why? Because they cast it. They released it. Don't want to use those words? Just use surrender. That's all you need to know. Now, when we uh, give things to God, sometimes they get a bit difficult. Okay? Sometimes it's not an easy transition. So the enemy knows your weaknesses. Now, you might hear people say, oh, don't let the past define your future. What God says, forget your past. I've changed it. The enemy keeps trying to remind you, but you did this, but you did this, but you did this. People come around you, oh, have you still got that problem? Don't be around them. Be around good people that see the, see the change in you. <laughs> the other thing is that when we give out, when we give, if you go to the next slide for me, please. Releasing it to God requires us to surrender it at the cross. No exception. God already knows what's in your suitcase. He's waiting for you to give it to him. You can't hide it. There's no, well, I'll do it when I get a bit older. Or actually, this one looks a bit worse. If it's on your heart, present it to God straight away. There was no order of those other ones that I put up. And there's probably, I could have put hundreds of things that we carry as, you know. Offense is a big one. We've talked about offense, right? You can't give offense, but you can get it. How do you get offense? Taking on the baggage. Okay. Oh, but that person really offended? No, no, no. Now, we can say we have God's grace, and we can, but we also have to be responsible that we don't give our baggage to other people. We can't give offense, but we can give all those other things. Yeah. Don't hide behind grace, trust me. One day you're going to have to stand before God and account for that. It's very easy, oh, da-da-da-da-da-da, grace. Be the better person and be a step back and think, hmm, what does this do for this person, especially if they've struggled with it? Speak good into their lives. You do not understand until you 
are on the other side, sometimes the power of those words, that encouraging word. All my customers, my parting conversation with them when I see them in a store or on the phone is, take care. Always has been. Not, see you later, have a good one, take care. Starting to notice now people are asking me questions. Why do you say that? Do you have an interest in, in, in me? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Don't just sell paint. I have an interest in you. Remember those words. So if you don't know what it is, how do you find out? Ask. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Someone else might tell you. God might show you something. God, remember, our God is so creative. He can show you a lot of things differently to the way you expect it. Now, when we give these things up, that leads a void in our, in our life, right? It's a big suitcase or a backpack or, a, in my case, it might have been a trailer or someone else might have a semi-trailer, right? We give something up, there's a gap. We've got to be careful that we don't let the enemy fill it with something else. Just because God gives you freedom in one area, you have to be very mindful of what goes back in there. My suggestion would be to ask God to give you something. God, I give you this. Can you please give me something in return? You'll find that happens at a freedom prayer. You'll be released out of something. And then you have the option to ask, could you give me a gift or a talent? Ooh, but I don't need gifts or talents. Tell you what, you do. Right? Your life is always changing. Some of your gifts and talents, you don't know them yet. They haven't been released to you. Why? Because you're holding on to something else. Remember we talked about that breakthrough? You cannot have breakthrough in one area if you're struggling with something else. So if God gives you a gift or a talent, he says, here you go. And you know what? (laughs) The most amazing thing, if you go to the next slide for me, Leroy, please. It's probably not what you're expecting. Could be something that you're not even thinking about. Empathy, worship, compassion, humility, self-control, wisdom. Those gifts and talents that you... That's definitely not me. And it's not the polar opposite of what you saw up on that list earlier. It could be completely different. But he's got those gifts and talents for you. Why? To make you effective. They're there, you just got to ask for them. We also need to be careful that we don't put someone else's baggage in where our baggage was. <laughs> Remember this? So after that first trip to Wellington and that embarrassing phone call to home, <laughs> I get home a couple of days later, my wife has a bright green elastic band. <laughs> so you don't ring me again. I was in a lecture at university. I can identify what my bag is. Who's been to an airport and you think, oh, that's a nice suitcase. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's a kid's one where they can sit on and they can ride it through the airport. Don't look for someone else's baggage that's different to yours. Don't make it a sideshow. I'm not going to deal with my baggage because I want someone else's. If God takes it away, he doesn't want you getting it from someone else. Remember, 
when you cast it, you're going to be looking forward. God doesn't want you looking back. He's got plans for you, and he wants to show you those plans. But you've got to be prepared to give it up to get the freedom to get those plans. Even though I wrote this four months ago, um, on Friday, God said, if there's one thing that people are going to leave with, they need to know this. <laughs> it's not a sales pitch, trust me. Can you go to the next slide for me, Leroy? Just read that. The power of a testimony is not what we carried before or what we did. It's what happened to us after the baggage had been handed over and the change in you. The old's gone. How many times have you heard someone's testimony? Oh, I was this and I was this, I was this. And then saying, what happened? Oh, well, I, I was this and I was, I was this. God's not interested in that past. He re- honestly, he's not. You could use it as an example, but he wants you to show people what happened next. My bag was full of rubbish. My perception of myself was that I had the self-esteem of a paper clip. If you want to come down to the nitty-gritty. When I gave it to God, he turned me and said, no, you're not. The way you see things is wrong. The power of what happens in that testimony, where people make the choice is when they see the change in you. No one wants to know you're a horrible person. They're a horrible person as well. What they want to do is they want to be like you because you changed. Why did you change? Because God set you free. Why did God set you free? Because you said, I can't do this. I don't want to be that tree on the cliff. (laughs) I'd rather be planted in a field with other trees. When you talk to people, again, when you're talking about things that have happened to you, talk about what happened. Next. If you're around people and you know they've been dealing with baggage, ask them about what happened next. Don't ask them about, oh, so you're still carrying that suitcase around? That looks terrible. You need to throw that away. That's horrible. Encourage them. Encourage them that the change they've made is good. Okay? It's from God, and nothing can stop them. This suitcase should... I, I don't know how to get rid of it, but it was in my roof. I did upgrade it to something. I upgraded it to a backpack because it was much easier to carry. But it's as a good example of things that we hold on to, Right? I don't think the op shop wants it. As I say, it's been all over the place. Never mind. God needs to be in every part of our life. (laughs) Even the ugly stuff. The stuff that you think, ooh. Actually, I've got my padlock on here, and I'll put that over in the corner, and I'll really park it. And Sometimes those things that we think are ugly actually aren't. They're just a part of us that doesn't belong to us. We were never, ever supposed to have baggage. The freedom that we have at the cross when Jesus died was to allow us to take our suitcases up there and leave them. You might say, look, I don't have a suitcase, that's fine. But you might have something that fits in a suitcase or a backpack or whatever. 
Freedom from that baggage allows us to see what God has in plan for us, not to be distracted by other things. Again, never look back. Yeah, it's part of your life. But don't you want to be involved in the good things in your life, the changes happen, the smiles, the way you see things, the way you notice flowers in the garden, <laughs> the way you notice when people smile, the way people talk to you? All those things can happen when you have freedom. I'm going to put a, just in closing, I'm going to put a quote up from Billy Graham, an amazing evangelist. If we go to the next slide, please. Oh, sorry. That's one of my verses. Go to the next one. He started um, in 1947. (laughs) That's a long time ago, eh? The greatest thing you must yield is yourself because the greatest burden one has to carry in life is self. Your daily living, your failings, your special weaknesses and temptations, your peculiar temperament, your inward affairs of every kind. You must hand all these to God and leave them there. So if you've got some baggage and you don't know what it is, ask God. Now you might have to wait a week. We don't understand how God's timing works. All he asks, present it to me, cast your burdens to me. Let me know what they are and I'll take care of them. I'll make a change in them, and I'll make a change in you. Remember, there might be some pain. But as I said, in the arms of the Father, Jesus holding your hand, it's not a lot of pain. And sometimes change is painful. (laughs) Depends what it is. Some of those ones on that list are pretty interesting, right? And very traumatic. So change can be very, very hard. That self-match, oh, yeah, I think I've got it under control. Mm, Yeah, it doesn't really impact me. Has someone noticed? (laughs) You can have freedom, but it's your choice. When you have freedom, God really gives you freedom. The world doesn't know freedom like God gives. And we've got to be prepared for new opportunities as well. When you give something up, God will always give you something. And as I said before, be surprised. He doesn't take something and replace it with the exact opposite. Sometimes when you carry this baggage or these burdens, it suppresses those other things that you actually never had. (laughs) The irony was, I never wanted to talk to people. I'd be quite happy sitting in a corner. Instead, God had different ideas. I'm talking up here today. I spent a number of uh, years on network radio, sharing the gospel. Some of my programs that I did are still around the world. If I hadn't released them, what would have happened? Your baggage is not yours doesn't belong to you. You might own a suitcase, but if there's nothing in it, you don't use it, right? Or your backpack, or whatever it is you have. Don't give your baggage to other people. Don't take their baggage 
And the last thing I'm going to tell you is that when God says you're free, that's it. Don't go back. Don't look back. Mm, has it really happened? God says keep moving forward. And as you move forward, the change comes. Change comes from a willingness for us to give it to God. It comes from us with an acceptance we can't self-manage it. And more importantly, we need God.